You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Three Wednesdays ago, we started talking about it. And we started talking from the prophecy. The first part of the prophecy. It says that um, the wind has changed direction to favor us. Amen. Glory to God. It says we are in a season of gathering. We are in a season of gathering. Hence, we are plugged into a season of gathering which will take days, weeks, months, and years for us to gather. Glory to God. And I'll say, um, so it's important for us to know how to gather. Amen. Because if we are in a season of gathering, then it's important to know how to gather. There must be a way to gather for us to be able to gather. You understand what I'm saying? I was started talking about it last um, some weeks ago. We've talked about two. Number one, we say get a vision of your expectation. Have a picture of your expectation. And I say the season of gathering. Again, I say it's like I said, an open, open-ended statement. Season of gathering. It's not saying season of gathering this. It's a season of gathering. So you can determine what you want to gather. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not limiting you to just gathering one thing. It says that it's a season of gathering. So, you can determine what you want to gather in this season. But then, you must know what you want to gather. You must have a picture of what you want to gather. You must see what you want to gather. You must, you must be able to conceive it. You must be able to perceive it. And the importance of that is that, so that when, it, when you speak, you'll be able to gather it. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I can't, if I, for instance, let me give you a simple example. I just wake up, and I'm going to the market to buy something. How many of women are the ones that go to the market most? How many of you women just get up and say, um, Honey, I'm going to the market to buy something. Say what? Um, when I get to the market, I will know. You know that? That's the Swahala. Hallelujah. I mean, small, small shopping I do. I, before I leave home, I write a list. I write a list. And sometimes I will try to put figures to it. So when I go to the market, you know, I, I, for instance, a very good example we have been using. You know, when, when you go to the market, everything will be calling you. As you're going, you see, ah, ah, this one is nice, so how much is this? It says two, uh, it's, it's, it's five naira. See, hey, the last time it was seven naira. Let me buy, let me, let me buy this one. Okay, how much is, ah, look at this thing, hey, it's in season. Ah, before you get, you are going to meet the seller's place, so your boss. Mango, you have bought one new um, Dara, you have bought. By the time you get into this last place, the money is not complete. But you see, when you know what you are going to buy in the market, all of a sudden, you, you, I, I don't know, how, but all of a sudden, it creates, it creates a blindness to other things. So your mind is just on what you want to go and buy, you don't go straight there. It's when you have bought what you want to buy, then you look at, ah, I still have change, ah, I can buy this one, I can buy this one. Amen. What I'm saying is that when you have a vision, it, 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 it makes you focused so that when the thing comes, you can see it and you can gather it. Glory to God. But if you just say, oh, it's a season of gathering, it's a season of gathering, it's a season of gathering, guess what? December will come, you have not gathered anything. Hallelujah. So we say that have a vision of what you want to gather. Um, and we talk about changing what. You are seeing, change your internal pictures. One of the ways for us to do is to change our internal pictures. Change what you see, change, 
Sometimes change your company. You may need to change your company. You may need to change the things that are giving, informing you. You may need to change the places you're getting your information from. So talk about changing, um, change your company, change your online um, presence, change what you read and listen to. Hallelujah. That's summary of um, get a vision. Number two, we talked about be qualified to receive your harvest. Be qualified to receive your harvest. And say being qualified to receive your harvest is that you must come to a place where you agree with what God has said concerning you. Amen. Um, one scripture that we read. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. He says that, it's popular, it says that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But easy English, that I, I want translation from easy English, I saw, it says, agree with me and obey me. If you do these things, you will eat the best food in the country. Agree with me and obey me. So he says that, agree with God. See, you must agree with God. Number one, God says that it's a season of gathering. It's a season of gathering. You must agree with God that it's a season of gathering. Amen. You must agree with God as a season of gathering. Number two, hallelujah. You must agree that what you desire is available. God has made it available. You must agree that it's a season of gathering, but ah, what I, you know, my own, my own, my own cases, my case is different. I use that one in the negative sense. My case is different. When it comes to me, <coughs> that's when things are scarce. When it comes to me, that's when, I don't know why my, my, my own is like this. I don't know why every time, when it's my turn, they'll say the thing has finished. I don't know why. You're not agreeing with what God has said. You're not agreeing with what God has made available for you in the finished works of Jesus. Hallelujah. And in the finished works of Jesus, God has made everything available for us. So, agree that God said that it's the season of gathering. So, this thing I want to gather is available in this season. So, I'm gathering it. Hallelujah. Um, so, that summarizes that. I want to finish. Now, number three. Let's go to number three. Number three. It says, actively reap your harvest. Actively reap your harvest. See, be active about reaping your harvest. You know, you, 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 I think I mentioned it earlier too that, you know, um, a lot of times we, um, sowing, sowing for us, sowing for us as believers, a lot of times it's not a problem. You sow your seed, you sow, sow this one, sow that one. We look, every opportunity we get, a lot of times, believers, every opportunity we get, we are sowing. But, and, and, and sometimes, sometimes we are intentionally sowing. You know, sometimes it's not as if you, for a lot of people, sometimes it's not as if you have millions in, in your account that say, okay, want to, we, we want to raise, we want to, oh, there's a need of um, a, 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 a hundred thousand naira. They say, oh, well, hundred thousand. That's what I used to eat at lunch every afternoon. So, Pastor, I'll give a hundred thousand to this project. No, some of us have to believe God for it, trust God. That money will come in. The money comes. You give it. You painfully give it. Amen. Let me ask a question. Those of us, everyone of us have sown seed there. How many of you have sown seed that you, 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 you know what you could have used it to do for yourself? 
Amen. Hallelujah. So, we, we are intentional about sowing seed. But guess what? We are not intentional about harvest. Do you know sometimes, I, sometimes I even discovered that we've even been taught, actively taught in church sometimes that, you know, you sow your seed, God's the one, God does, you know, God in His benevolence does decide what harvest to give you. So, you're not actively expecting a harvest. All you're doing is, you're, all you're doing is, you're saying, well, whatever God gives me is a harvest. Amen. No, we should actively expect our harvest to come in. Glory to God. Now, let, let, let's look at it on even a natural, natural, natural thing. I mean, a farmer, he sows the best seed. He can you know, every farmer wants to have good yield. So you go, you get the best of seed, you plant it, I mean, you do the best of uh, land preparation, you plant the seed, you get the best of all the fertilizer and everything, you put it, you, you do everything, and then your field blooms, I mean, beautiful, then when it's harvest time, you now say, yes, I've done well. Then you now sit down across your leg. I say, the harvest will come into me. Is that what the farmer does? No. What does he do? He sees the harvest is ready. He goes out and goes to bring in the harvest. Amen. So, actively, say that, actively reap your harvest. Um, let's look at this scripture. Um, should I start from that scripture? Or? Okay. Sorry. Okay, let's just go later. So, let's talk about ways of uh, um, um, how we reap our harvest. Number one, we reap our harvest with words of faith. We reap our harvest with words of faith. Number one, we reap our harvest with words of faith. Let's look at Isaiah 41, 15. Isaiah 41, 15 says, Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. Amen. It says, Behold, I make you, I make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. Amen. It says, He calls it a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. A new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. It says, You shall thresh the mountain. You shall stretch the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. Amen. Now, see, this, 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 this threshing is called the threshing sledge or something. It's actually an implement used for harvesting. Amen. And basically what he used to do is to, um, to gather the, the, okay, wheat. Thank you, which is the wheat, rice, or the, gather them in and used to beat out. Now, those, I don't know if you have seen it before. They are like they, they come like grass with seeds on it. So you gather them in and then use it to beat out the seeds from them. Amen. I grew up in the north. I saw a lot of that wheat, rice, guinea corn, millet. They are harvested like that. So you gather them in and then use it to beat them, beat out. You actually beat out the seeds from the the plant. Hallelujah. So it says that 
I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. Amen. With sharp teeth. So that means that it's good enough for the harvest. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, now, the, if you look at the Hebrew cross reference for the word teeth, is, is the word mouth. That word used. So it says that um, the word, I'll make you a new threshing sledge with a sharp mouth. So for us as believers, the, the, the equipment, if I'm allowed to use that word, the equipment for us harvesting is our mouth. It's our mouth. Glory to God. And now, the point is that, I've always said it, that what are you saying? What are you declaring? What you are declaring is what is bringing in the harvest. Amen. What you are declaring, what you are speaking is what is bringing in the harvest. Glory to God. There was one scripture we read last week. Yeah. It just come back to me. I can't remember it now. But I mean, it was very interesting when I saw that scripture. We were talking about uh, um, something about was it, was it? I can't remember when we read that scripture. I think it's Isaiah. Something about that um, will we'll bring about justice by the rod of our our mouth. You remember it when we read? We read sometimes, sometimes. And truly, when I saw when I was reading it, it, it struck me. He's talking about. I see. He talks about your mouth. See, you bring in your harvest with your mouth. You bring in your harvest with your mouth. I remember I said that with our words of faith. So, what are you speak? What are you saying? What are you declaring concerning the seeds that we have sown? Amen. A lot of us sow seeds, but how many of us are intentionally speaking over those seeds? Okay, lucky found it. But the righteous, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Amen. Hallelujah. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. See, for us as believers, eh, one, of the, one of the most important, eh, one of our most important organs after our heart is our mouth. Amen. Because, you see, you, 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 you bring things into being by the words that you speak. And you receive things happen to you by the words that you speak. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, sometimes, uh, we're talking about sowing seeds, uh, uh, I'm reaping harvest now. Sometimes, you're, 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 you're trusting God for a harvest of, whatever it is, for instance, you're trusting God for a harvest of health. Amen. What are the words that you are speaking? How are you today? Mm, my brother, to, in the hands of God, do. Say, how are you, to? You're getting better, small, small. It is well. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I hear people talk like that, it, it, it does something to me. Especially for us as believers. Because it's... it's, it's, it's see... Uh, uh, um, one, one person I, I've had this, this say it a lot is one of our pastors in Abuja, Pastor DG. He says, Faith is an attitude. Faith is an attitude. Let me put it again in, in another way. Faith has an attitude. Faith has an attitude. And sometimes it borders on, on 
almost being arrogant. Why? Because faith is true of itself. Amen. You 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 know. Let, let me. I'm sorry. I use a lot of examples. But you know, imagine if if not that you'll be one interviewing. You're interviewing somebody. Somebody comes to an interview for a job, and you say, um, "What's your qualification?" Say, um, I, "I I I I I I I read I read mechanical engineering." Say, "What did you call?" I I I I had the first class. So, what's your work experience? Well, after I, after I finished, I, I worked with Slum, Slum Badger for, for, for two years. How many of you want to employ somebody like that? Amen. That's no, that's no, that's nothing. Thank you. I have, I don't said this one, 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 um, I don't know how many of us saw it one time, one, one, um, one of these kids, one is an Indian kid. One guy, one guy was looking for, wanted to employ somebody. So this one will come. He says, "Get out!" The the employer, employer. This person will come. brings up. What did you say? Get out! Finally, this guy just strolled in, wearing very casually dressed, wearing jeans and something. So he came in. So immediately, and this the the employer has been interviewing people all day. So he was tired and angry. So when this guy came inside, he just he just turned, looked at him, the way he was dressed, just said, get out. It, the the guy just said, Oh, I'm sorry, I thought this were um um we were conducting an interview for um somebody or so and so forth. The way he talked, ah, the employer had not turned around and stopped and looked at him and said started asking him questions. And the guy was confidently answering his question. I mean, you know, he says, I don't say why are you dressed like this. Tell me, I'm, I'm for kind of my job, you don't expect me to come in a suit. And he, he was confidently, you know, by the, after a few minutes, the, the employer had sat down, sat up, they were talking one-on-one, said, you're hired. You got, the guy got the job. Amen. What I'm saying is, faith has an attitude. And see, the attitude must show everywhere. You know, sometimes, 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 maybe you, 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 um, you're down on cash, or maybe you're low, and then you want you believe in trusting God for money, and then maybe you finally need, or, or something happens. You're in the company. You just say in the company of one big man, and then say, "How things? Say, sir, we are just managing. You know, we are just. In fact, things are so bad. In fact, you know, life is so, is so, is so horrible for me. The last I had a good meal is two days ago. In fact, you, 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 you." You, you know, you try to, you try to, you, you say those things to evoke sympathy from the person. Well, he might sympathize with you and give you something. Glory to God. But you see, that is not faith. That is not faith. That is not faith because I'm talking like that, I'm putting my trust in the man. Amen. What are you saying? With your mouth, it brings in your harvest. It brings in your harvest. Your words of faith. Hallelujah. We reap our harvest with our words of faith. Bible says that, uh, um, Isaiah says that, you make us new trusting instruments with sharp teeth. Amen. And that, that, that what we are saying from our mouth, what we are saying from our mouth, is bringing in our harvest. 
What we are declaring every day is bringing in a harvest. It's cutting down the things and bringing in our harvest. Hallelujah. What are you saying? What are the declarations of your mouth? What are the, what are you, in every situation you find yourself in, what, but let me say it also this way, what word of God are you declaring over every situation of your life? Amen. Hallelujah. How are you declaring those words of God over every situation of your life? That is determining whether your harvest is coming to you or not. What are you speaking? Let's look at um, Romans chapter 10 verse 10. He says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart you believe. With the mouth confession is made. See, you believe with your heart. What you say with your mouth determines what salvation you get. And like we always say, salvation is soteria. It's a compound word. It means healing. It means prosperity. It means well-being. It means deliverance. Like, it means all those things. It says, so, it says, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. With the heart, one believes unto right standing. With the heart, I believe that I qualify for this. And that's what we're talking about. Being qualified for a habit. With the heart, I believe I qualify for this. Through the sacrifice of Jesus, I'm in right standing with God to get this. Amen. You know, that's very important. That I believe that whatever it is I am in faith for, I must come to a place where I believe that I qualify for it. And my qualification is not based on what I have done. It's not even based on, like the example I was using initially, it's not even based on the fact that I finished the first class. No. I know people who finish with first class and they don't have jobs now. One of my dad's friends, long, many, many years ago, I, I, I don't even know if he's still alive, many years ago, he, he, had, he, he finished, I mean, very young guy, I don't think he was up to 40 when he, him and my dad went to the US to do their PhD. He came back home with a PhD. For almost 10 years, at least that I remember, he had no job. No, 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 no job, no kind. He had a PhD from US. He had, didn't have a job. Amen. So it's not, it's not that I, I'm trusting in my qualifications. Oh, you know, because qualifications are good. Um, Self development is good. Skills are, uh, skills acquisition, they are fantastic. And I'm, I'm, if you know me, I'm, 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 I'm big for it that get qualified, improve yourself, develop yourself. Expand yourself. Whatever you need to do, do. But your trust is not in it. Your trust is that with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the heart, I believe that I am qualified because of the sacrifice of Jesus. We always say this. You know, people of the world, I mean, people of the world who are seriously into this thing, they, they are never dependent on, on the works of their hands. They are depending on the sacrifice that they are standing with. Oh, so they, they, no, not everybody. I was, I was hearing some, somebody saying this. They, they, no, Christians are always saying that people are depending on sacrifice. Are depend- See, there is something they are depending on more than the works of their hands. They may not be into fetish things, they may not be into, into diabolic things, but there is something that they are depending on more than the works of their hands. Amen. You must depend on something more than the works of your hands. That is the finished works of Jesus. So, you say, 
For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. With the heart one believes unto right standing. With the, one, with the heart one believes unto being qualified for this thing. That's the way it ends. And with the mouth, confession is made. Confession is made unto what? Salvation. Confession is made unto healing. Confession is made unto prosperity. Confession is made unto what is that in your desire? Confession is made unto your car. Confession is made unto the house. Confession is made unto name it with the mouth. With the mouth. You know a lot of times what I say a lot of times Christians do with the heart one believes unto righteousness with the heart confession is made unto Salvation. Now lie. It doesn't work. The mouth must be declaring something. Amen. The mouth must be declaring something. I know sometimes, like I said, sometimes when we find ourselves in, 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 in their need, we're trying, to, we're trying to speak words that um, evoke sympathy from people. And I've always said it. The best you get out of sympathy is a yeah, sorry. It's a yeah, sorry. How many of you a yeah, sorry has paid your bills? How many of you here, sorry, has made you well? How many of you here, sorry, has provided a car for you? With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You want to experience salvation in any area of life? You want to experience any form of salvation? What are you speaking? What are you saying? What are you declaring? On a daily basis. On a daily basis. Amen. See, a, a farmer doesn't go to the farm and I have a little bit of I had a little bit of farming experience. My mom used to do large commercial farming. I mean really large commercial farming. And sometimes it takes like sometimes it's taking like one week to harvest. I mean she goes to the farm, she's going to the farm with like twenty, twenty five women and it's taking like one week to harvest. I know I think they go, they just sit down and they are just saying, No, they are working from morning from eight eight 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., these women are on the farm and it takes about a week for them to harvest. Now imagine if they just go, just stand in the farm, they're just gisting, they're just playing, then they just this one place, ah, we're tired though, this thing, it's okay. Guess what's going to happen? The harvest remains in the field. But they continue, no matter how long it takes, they continue until the harvest is all in. What are you confessing? How long are you willing to confess it? Amen. He says, if you are willing to stand forever, I can't remember, I'm not quoting it correctly, one of the fathers of faith said it. He says that, if you are willing to stand, if you are willing to stand for something by faith forever, it will not take you forever to get it. But you must be willing to say, if I'm going to confess this for the next 10 years, I'm going to keep speaking it, and I'm not changing my confession. I'm not going to come to a point where, because I've confessed it for two days now, I think, ah, now wow, ah, this, uh, I've been saying this thing for two days now, nothing is happening, I'm tired of this kind of, ah, what is this now, what is this now, no, you know, you know what, you just went back to the back of the line, you're starting all over again, amen, but that's not actually, uh, to, to, I, I, I've discovered that in God's grace and mercy, that's not correct, is that when you pick up your confession again, the point where you stopped, God is starting from you and taking you forward. You never go back. But time is going. Amen. 
With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Your faith-filled words are helping to bring in your harvest. Glory to God. Number two, we reap our harvest with words of praise. We reap our harvest with words of praise. Psalm 67, verse 5 and 6. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Verse 6. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. Amen. Amen. You know, it starts with, let the people praise you, O God. Let the people praise you. Then, it's after that the people have praised you, that then the earth yields its harvest. Or it yields its increase. Amen. We bring in our increase by praising God. And you know, it's still all connected. Because when we stand in the place and we're giving praise to God, we are we showing Him our, our faith and our trust that He has done it as He said He would. Amen. Hallelujah. What has God promised you? What have you found in God's word? Do you know if you find it in God's word, it's as good as done. It's not as if that when you find it in God's word, then you now say, oh, oh God, see, 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 see you, you said it all, you said it all, so, so, okay, so you can do it now. No. When you find it in God's word, is that you found that, oh, hey, so it's already done. Hallelujah. You know, you know that's different from, hey, God, I found it in your word, hey, see, you said you will do it, you will do it, so, yeah, come and do it, you better come and do it now. Ah, God, your word, you better do it now, you better do it now, hey, you better... That I find it in word. Wow! Are you kidding me? This is hey, thank you, Lord. You have done it. You see how just an attitude change can change how you respond to God's word. Amen. That I see it in God's word. I know that oh, so it's here that God has done it already. Ah, hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you have done it. Then that I'm seeing it and I'm using it to challenge God. He says. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth will yield high increase. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise, as we praise God, is showing God that we believe Him. We believe His word. Glory to God. No, I uh, uh, saw so, so something said, Jerusalem said, He said, The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your harvest. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of a harvest. How, 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 how willing are you? English, not for How willing are you willing to give thanks to God for what He has promised you? You please understand my English. Hallelujah. How willing are you? How much you want to, how much are you, is your heart welling out in praise and thanksgiving to God when you find it in His Word? When you find in the Word that by the stripes of Jesus, I, 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 I you, you know, it's very interesting also that a lot of times when we read some of these promises, God is saying that I have done it, not that I am going to do it. By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. Not that you are healed. Not that you will be healed. You were healed. So see, your healing took place 2,000 years ago when Jesus was scorched, when Jesus was nailed to the cross. Amen. So, it's for me to discover it. Let me give, let me give an example. You know, mine, people who mine gold, mine um, diamonds. Amen. You go, you, you, 
you, you, you probably dig up or whatever, however they do it, you dig up and then you find that. Now, ex- explain to me, or let me, let, let's, let's, let's reason together. Is it when they dig it up, is it, is it their, their process of digging that is, is, is forming the diamond? It's already there. When they dig, they just discover it. Amen. All they're doing is discovery. All we do is discovery in God's word. When we speak in God's word, oh, then we can take it. The person looking for diamond and telling there's a diamond here, he's not digging, they're not telling that there's a diamond there. You will dig to one depth. When you dig to one depth, then you need to do this, then you need to do that, you need to pour this there, you need to add this there. Then when you pour, you wait for five minutes, then you see diamond. No, he just digs and comes to the point where he sees diamond and he picks it up. The same thing. He says that God has done it for us. In the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, God has done everything that, see, what you will need from the moment you were born, like, 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 like uh, I think medical people say, from cradle to grave, what you need, God has finished and provided for you in the finished works of Jesus. So, it's just a life, you, what your, your life that you're living is a life of constantly discovering what has been provided for you along the way. When sickness comes, I discover that healing has been provided for me, I take it. When lack comes, I discover that provision has been made available for me, I take it. When, when, when danger comes, I discover that protection, safety and deliverance has been made available for me, I take it. Amen. I said, let the people praise you, O Lord. So, I come with a heart of gratitude and praise to God because it is done. And you know that is, that's also an act of faith that I believe that God said it, God has done it. So I'm praising Him for it. Glory to God. Let's look at Romans chapter 4 from verse 17. Let's look at one of our fathers of faith or our, 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 our big father of faith. As it's written, I have made you a father of many nations, in the presence of whom, of him, whom he believes, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Amen. Now, the two things here. He says that um, Abraham believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now see, God, Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the, the omnipotent, omniscient, omni, He says that he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. He calls. What does he need to call? He speaks. Amen. He speaks. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verse, um, is it verse, four, verse 3 or 4. It says, By faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The walls were framed by the word of God. I bring it to you again. What are you speaking? What are you saying? It's framing your world. It's framing your world. What are the things that are saying? It's framing your world. 
Amen. Let's go back to Romans, Romans chapter 4.17. So we see that God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. I say God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That, that's not saying that they do not exist. Amen. It's not saying that they don't, they are not, they, they, they don't exist in, for instance, when you square your current things, they don't exist in this realm. But they exist in another realm. They exist in the spirit realm. When you call them, you call them forth from the spirit realm into the physical realm. Amen. Let's go on. 18. Now, still talking about Abraham. He says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many, many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. So what has been spoken to Abraham that so shall his descendants be. And based on that word, Abraham believed. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Amen. We've talked about, uh, uh, there's almost no year that we, I don't, something will not bring us back to this, uh, to this place. So we've talked about it. Abraham, see, at this point, Abraham himself was dead. You know, when, when Ishmael was born, Abraham, Abraham's body was still, Abraham still had action. That's the So, I mean, when, when um, Sarah said, ah, uh, uh, since nothing is happening, I have to go to Ishmael. Everyone said, well, if you insist, not something will happen. But you see, at this point, when Abraham got to this point, even Abraham himself, it was not that Sarah said, go to Ishmael, uh, uh, Haggai. He would have said, sister, that's why, why are, you, are you trying to make fun? Are you trying to mock me? Because Abraham was dead. If you know what dead is. And then his wife's womb was dead. So he told them, not chance for anybody. But he says, and being not weak, he said, he did not consider his own body already dead. She was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. So God has spoke something to him. He stood on it. He did not, he was not shaking on that promise. God said that, so shall your descendants be. Abraham chose to believe it. Amen. But see, it says, but was strong in faith. And this is what I'm coming to. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was strong in faith, praising God. Every time he remembered the God's promise to him, praise came up, came, came, rose up from him. Amen. Every time he remembered God's promises, praise rose up from him. He was strong in faith, and that's what made him strong in faith. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's how we know your faith is strong. That you're giving glory to God, despite the fact that it has not happened. But because God has said it, I'm holding on to God's word, and I'm thankful for it. Every time I remember, every time I think about that situation, praise is what comes out of me. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your word promised that you will do it and you have done it. I give you praise. I receive manifestation of it. Thank you, Lord. 
Amen. Let's go on, verse 21. He says, I'm being fully, con- being, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. You see, Abraham was fully convinced about it. I mean, he, was, he came to a point where he was convinced about it that, see, what God has promised to, ah, God cannot fill on his promise. And let me put it the way I will say it. That, no, nobody on top of my matter, God's God, God name goes spoil. God, if God will fail at being God, it's not when you come to my tongue that God will fail. No, I reject it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be fully convinced. He was fully convinced. He got to a place. He got to a place where he was fully convinced about God's word. I think you must be fully convinced about God's word. Amen. That what he had promised, he was able to perform. Verse twenty-two. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, it was accounted to him for right standing. What was accounted to him for right standing? His persuasion about God. He's giving praise about what God has said to him. Amen. It was, it was credited to him as right standing. See, when we come to a place where we are giving thanks to God for what he has said, we are, we, we are, we are fully persuaded about his word, we are convinced about what he has said to us, and we are giving him thanks for it. God is, 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 is being credited to our account as right standing. Amen. If we credit to our accounts as right standing, glory to God. So go on, go on. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us, it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Amen. So you see what he's saying is that the same way that Abraham Abraham believed God and was credited to him, he says that you can believe God in that same way and get the same kind of results. The same way Abraham was able to hold on to God's word, the same way Abraham was rejoicing at God's word, the same way Abraham was convinced and persuaded that God was able to perform what he, 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 he had promised. That if we if we told look if we told that line of Abraham then we will get what was promised us. That's what the scripture is saying. And for us is that we believe we believe we believe we trust God because of the finished works of Jesus because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Then it's credited to us as right standing. I think he qualifies. You know, sometimes we say, we say, oh, no, no, you, you don't do anything to qualify for, 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 for the, the, uh, uh, the, the goodness of God, the things of God. Yes, in a sense, that's absolutely correct. In the sense that there's nothing you do that can qualify you. But again, in another sense, there's what you do that qualifies you, and that's that you believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. You believe in the sacrifice of Jesus as your qualification. And because you believe in that sacrifice, you're giving thanks to God. Amen. You know, there are times that some, some thoughts are, uh, actually maybe, maybe I'm faithful for something, I'm believing God for something, and then they will start throwing thoughts of, ah, you that did this one, you that didn't do this one, you that didn't do this one. And, and, and you know, maybe I'm almost giving into it. I just remember. But 
it's not because of what I've done that God is going to show me any kindness. God, God is going to do anything for me. It's because I believe in the finished works of God. Hey, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, because it's not based on my works. So, Jesus, it's based on your works. It's based on your works. Thank you, because your word is speaking for me. It evokes praise and thanksgiving in our hearts. We need to come to this place where we can see. We always view life through the sacrifice of Jesus. It will cause praise to well up in our hearts all the time. Because, you see, I see that it's not because of anything I have done. A lot of times we believers are still in that place that it, it, we, are, we are in that place where we, we are... We, 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 like you say, sometimes it's so subtle that you don't even know it. But we're playing that place where performance is counting or not counting. I mean, it's counting. We, we're thinking about it. Say, ah, I've, I've done everything that I should do. I've, I, mean, I have everything. I have everything in place. I've dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. So it, there's no way that this thing shouldn't come. It, it's based on performance. Then another way is that ah, I've not crossed all the eyes, I've not dotted all the teeth, so ah, what's going to happen now? Hey, God, 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 I'm, I'm, depending, on, I'm depending on your mercy. But that is not depending on God's mercy, because your eyes are still focused on what you have not done. See, whatever side of the, of the divide you are, whether it's that you've done, done everything right, or you've not done everything right, your eyes should be based on what is on the middle here. The finished work of Jesus. I think if you, if you can fix your eyes on the finished works of Jesus, it will always evoke praise in your heart. It will always evoke praise in your heart. If you feel that you are qualified, but you feel that even with your qualification, things may not go right. But you know that because of Jesus, things are working for you. It will evoke praise in your heart. If you say that, I have not done all that I need to do, and uh, uh, everything is against me. But because of the sacrifice of Jesus, I qualify. It will evoke praise in your heart. And as you praise Him, Psalm says that the earth we yield for you has increased. This year, what are you in faith to gather? What are you? What are you believing God? What are you? What 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 are you talking? What are you? Um, what are you gathering? Okay, thank you. What are you gathering? Or what do you want to gather? Amen. Have a picture of it. Have a picture of it. Amen. See it. Paint, paint, use your words to paint picture of it. And for some of us, if it will help you, cut pictures out. That's, um, something my wife was telling me about, um, who says that? Terry, Terry, says, talk about what she calls a vision board. Have pictures of it. I'm, 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 I'm rounding up, so don't worry. I'll just stop talking. You know, this, let me, I want to talk about this vision board sometime and pictures something. You know, one person that brought that thing very vividly alive to me one year was my brother, my younger brother. He had just um, come back from NYC. We were then he, we, we were we were still all at home with my parents. They started believing God for a house, and I don't know where where I don't know where he got that that something about getting pictures of your dreams, things that you wanted. So he now started cutting out pictures. I, I like this house. I like this. It's an architect, so he cut out the picture of the kind of house that he wanted. Because I had, he had a book. He cut out pictures of the car, kind of car, house that he wanted. The picture of the kind of car he wanted. You know, 
the kind of woman he wanted to marry. I'm telling life story. This is my own younger brother. My own blood brother. The kind of car. He cut out pictures. He had a book. I had those things in it. He wanted to travel abroad. So he cut out pictures. And, you know, and then he made that book. So, I don't know how he meditates on it. I don't know how he goes through it. I don't know his, his modality. But we all need that book. And it was something that all of us, we knew. So we just sometimes we go through it, talking about it. Da, 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 da. Then he got a job. And when he got a job, when he, the, the job he got, he came with an official car. The car they gave him looked almost exactly like the car in the picture. Black, the same shape, well not the same make, but the same shape, the same, I mean, at first glance, and look at the two, it looked the same. That's number one. Then, he now started going, going looking for a house, he wanted to, he started looking for a house. So, one, one of those, they said he was coming back from work, um, this is our normal word. Something just told him to enter one street. We know that it's not something, the Holy Spirit. Just told him to enter one street. So he entered the street. He said, as he drove down, no, it was Sunday. He was coming back from church. He entered, as he drove down that street, he said, he just got to a gate and saw the house within the gate. He was exactly, he was on brickwork. It was exactly like the brickwork he saw in his picture. He looked at it. So he came back home. And then my younger sister was around. He now, so my, he, my, I think my younger sister used to go to that thing a lot. So my younger sister was very conversative. So he told my younger sister, I want to take you somewhere. He entered the car. He drove out. He now took her to place. He said immediately he got to the place. He said, they have seen your picture. They have seen your picture. They have seen your picture. He went in. When they made inquiries, somebody had just moved out of that house and the house was available. He got the house. Then he had pictures of traveling abroad and... You know, okay, I hope he doesn't listen to this message one of these days, because we have him. You know, he, his name is Tokumbo. I know what Tokumbo means, that means that he was born abroad. Right? <laughs> but he was not born abroad. He, um, my mom was expecting him, she had some complications, she was beginning to have some complications with the pregnancy when she was abroad. So he said, ah, she doesn't want to die abroad, bring me back to Nigeria, let me come and die here. So they brought him back, they came back to Nigeria. So he was born here, but he was still called Tokumbo. He had never traveled out. Do you know he got that job? He, within the space of three years, my brother traveled, my brother was, my brother was in the air like a bird. South Africa, France, um, Germany, um, that's how he was just zigzagging all over the place. Amen. And many other things. Then, the woman he married was of the same shape and size of the woman in his pictures. I mean, up to that detail. Amen. You, you know, okay, you so, say, well, what I'm making is this, that have a picture. If it will help you to cut out pictures, if it will help your mind, if it will help your mind, cut out pictures. But have, don't just, look, don't just keep your mind vague. Say, eh, um, um, I'm believing God for a car. So what kind of car? Uh, any good car, any good car. If I give you a, a Volkswagen that is in good condition, it's a good car. Once it moves on the road, it's a good car. Have, Pastor Maria said that it doesn't cost you anything to dream. It's not costing you anything to dream. Oh, I dream that um, um, I will. I've got. I, I, I want. I, I like Mercedes. I Mercedes so and so with this spec, with that, this, 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 this. this. Just dream it. 
Did anybody arrest you for dreaming? Did you, did you, did you, did you do anything bad with your dream? No. But had a dream. Amen. Have pictures. Have pictures of your expectations. So that, see, when, when, when the opportunity for harvest comes, you recognize it. Amen. Number two, qualify for your harvest. Your qualification is in the dead burial and resurrection of Jesus. In what Christ has done for you. That's your qualification. Let your eyes be on it. Let your mind be, let your mind be centered on it. Let everything about you be that. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus, I qualify. It's not based on my qualification, no. It's not based on my qualification. It's not based on what I've done. It's not based on what I've not done. It's based on what Christ has done for me. Amen. And then number three, speak in your harvest. Speak in your harvest. In this season of gathering, see, don't be caught just living anyhow. Every day, be, be intentional every day. Be intentional every day. There are things you, 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 you desire, there are things you want, there are things you're believing, you're in faith for, you're believing God for. Speak them on a daily basis. Let, them, let no day pass that you have not spoken those things. Because I say it's adding up. It's adding up. Amen. What do you want to harvest this year? What do you want to gather this year? What do you want to gather this year? Amen. The Bible says that it's a season of gathering and it's called Kairos moment. The Bible says it's Kairos. That the seasons are coming. The seasons are coming. All through this year, the seasons will be coming. Amen. It's not just a one-off season. It's not that, okay, ah, you missed this season, so uh, it's not going to come again. Uh, you missed this season, so it's going to take another, uh, another 12, 10 years to come. No, it's a season that is con- continuously coming to us. It's a season that is continuously coming to us. But you see, you must come to a place where you are, you are conscious of it. So that you can see the season when it happens. And like we said one time, you know the Bible talks, these things happen suddenly, the way it happened between Elijah and Elijah. Elijah, Elijah told him, said that, if you see when I'm taking up, then you will have what you want. And the Bible says that, suddenly it happened. And like I said, that means that there was a very strong possibility that Elijah, Elijah might have missed when it happened. But he was conscious of it. So he saw it happen, and he received his heart desire. But see again, in the story of Elijah, Elijah knew what he wanted. Amen? Because when he got to that point, I said, okay, Elijah tried to dissuade him, Elijah tried to, and all sorts of distraction had been on the way, but he just kept on to it. So when he got to the place, Elijah said, what do you want? It wasn't at that point when Elijah said, what do you want? Um, 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 no, Elijah, what do you want? A double portion of your anointing. He said, okay, if you see the moment I'm taking up, if you see when the Kairos moment occurs, then you will have it. Kairos moments are going to be occurring for us all through the years. They'll be opening for us all through the years. You know, the, the, the picture and illustration that came to me is that story of when the Bible says that the angel will come and steer the water at a particular time. It was the continuous thing. At a particular time, the angel will come to steer the water. The first person who got into it, God healed. That means the first person who saw it was able to take advantage of it. You must come to a place where you can, you, your, your, your senses are alert to take advantage of those Kairos moments when they open up to you. But you know, let's use that, that pool. There are some people who are at that pool, they were not there for healing. 
So, it didn't matter to them whether the pool was scared or not. It's only when they hear somebody jump inside. say, what happened? Say, the pool just got eh, okay, okay. Is that what happens around here? But the people who wanted it, they were all alert and looking at the pool. Kairos moments are going to be opening. Season of gardening are going to be opening for us. Let's, come, let's, 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 I don't know the word to use now, but let me just use the word that's in my, in my, in my, let's arrange ourselves. So that when the, when the, when the Kairos moment happens, we are conscious of it, we can take advantage of it. Amen. When it's season of gathering, this year, we are going to gather like never before, in the mighty name of Jesus. These the opportunities are going to come for us, and we'll be prepared. We will be prepared in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This year, we are making profits. We are making, we are making progress like never before, in the mighty name of Jesus. And the things that we are gathering, the things that we are coming into, they are lasting days, weeks, months, and years, in the mighty name of Jesus. There are things that will last throughout our lifetime, and we will leave our children's children in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's be prepared for our season of gathering, and let us gather in the name of Jesus. Okay, that is the end of it. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.